Hi, everybody. This is Dan Sullivan, and a great, great pleasure I get to spend time with the greatest technology scout that I've ever known, Explorer. And Peter Diamant is famous for the XPRIZE, for A360, <laughs> for a new company every quarter. <laughs> anyway, yeah, well, you uh, know, you're writing a book every quarter, which is harder than starting a company, but hey. Well, I got it down to 35 hours. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, not that, not that. <laughs> yeah, so the thing is that this is the second in a series of podcasts that we're doing examining big mega trends. And Peter, I'm applying my own definition to this. Please. Mega trends are not a difference of degree. They're a difference of kind. So my sense is that we previously talked about the combination of AI and global connectivities, essentially the combination of the cloud and AI plus satellite mm -hmm. coverage everywhere so that if you choose to be connected, you can be anywhere on the planet and you can be in contact. But this time we're going to talk about the common love and passion that both of us had without knowing it. And we got together and it was that I don't want to die when the statistics say I'm supposed to. And not only that, but I don't want to age either. As a matter of fact, there's a whole number of areas in my life I'd like to be a lot younger. And this was what I would say wishful thinking mm -hmm. up until about the last three or four years. Yes, for sure. Go ahead. And yeah, I mean, well, and you've been thinking about this forever. I have been since medical school. You know, I went to medical school and I tell people, do not ever come to me for anything medically related, you know, I'll take out both your appendices for the same price. And one of them will be your kidney. <laughs> I, in my fourth year of medical school, I was running a rocket company and my first university, International Space University. And my goal was to graduate, which I did do barely. I think I have the record of graduating with the least credits ever and, you know, shipped a copy of my diploma to my parents to make them happy. But you had to make a promise. I did. I, I, my dean calls me into his office one day and he says, Peter, you're a smart kid, but, you know, your interns and residents are telling me you're on the phone all the time. You're not paying attention. What's going on? And I like break down and confess everything. I'm running a rocket company. I'm starting a university. And he's like, you're doing what? And he goes, do you want to graduate? And I say, yes, I want to graduate. And he goes, okay, I'll make you a deal. If you pass part two of the medical boards and you promise never to practice medicine, I'll let you graduate. And he kept his end of the bargain. I kept mine. Mm -hmm. But It was harder for him than it was for you. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Listen, the good news about Harvard was it was hard to get into and harder to fell out of. I proved that point. When I was in medical school, I watched this television show on long-lived sea life that certain species of whales, bowhead whales, Greenland sharks, turtles could live two, three, four, five, six, seven hundred years. And I was like, if they can live that long, why can't I? And I remember thinking it's either a hardware problem or a software problem. And I think it's true. I think that we're beginning to understand, these are the words of David Sinclair, dear friend and someone that you've had a chance to get to know th mm -hmm. through Abundance Platinum and Abundance 360. He says, you know, we're entering a time where we can understand why we age, how to slow it, stop it, and even reverse it. Mm -hmm. And I took a course in aging when I was in grad school. And I remember it was so prehistoric. And the idea of longevity and age reversal or affecting aging was ridiculous. You know, no one would get funding for that area. There was a 
inflection point about five years ago where work of Dr. Belmonte out of Salk, George Church, and David Sinclair out of Harvard really started changing the conversation. And it became from this topic that had a great deal of stigma associated with it to now the hottest topic out there. Billions of dollars flowing into the topic right now. There's Hevolution Foundation out of Saudi and Emirates with billions of dollars. Jeff Bezos and Yuri Milner fund Altos Labs with billions of dollars. The founder of Coinbase invested, again, billions into this. So the realization is being able to stop a reverse aging, it's the biggest business opportunity on the planet. Richard Rossi, who you know, He's got a mastermind group called the Da Vinci 50, and he takes a lot of cues from you, whoever Peter invites to his platform. (laughs) Richard will go to the person city and he'll have his mastermind group there. They'll come in for a day or they might even come in for two days because it's right around the corner. And I said, you know, one of the things I've found about this particular area of technology and science is that everybody has part of their passion for this, the fact that they have some really negative experience, either themselves or a member of their family has really negative experience or, you know, really close friends that they have. And they said, I don't want this to continue. You know, the suffering, the worry, the anxiety, and then the grief, you know, the loss of people. Yes. And I was trying to think, you know, of another area of science that does that. I can't think of any other area of science or technology that has that aspect about it. And it's also extraordinarily controversial because almost everything that people are interested in intersects with this particular issue. We're not supposed to live longer. Well, uh, most of our cultural structure from religion to social security, retirement, all those things are built around the absolute of death. Yeah, yeah. Death and taxes. Death and taxes. So let's frame this a little bit. The current thinking is that we can at least easily reach 100 and reach 120. And the goal is that you get to those ages with full functionality, aesthetics, cognition, and mobility. You look good, you're able to move, and you are thinking clearly, right? And there are certain species that have high functionality throughout their life, and then their period of illness is really short, they just die, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like you're out on a date, you're starting your next company, you're 119, and then 120, boom, you're out. So that's one great model where, okay, if the human lifespan really is capped at 120, which is sort of almost a biblical number as well, and the the longest lived human is arguably about 123. So we don't have examples of people going to 150 or 200 or 300. That's fine. That's good. You know, I'd love to have the mobility. Well, you said, well, let's go to 120. Nobody's going to 120. I mean, mean, it's a hay barrier, which is an issue that has to be overcome. Hayflake is basically how many times? Silicon Divine. 50 times because you quizzed us six nights in a row. And yeah, dude, you remember it. I'm very happy. <laughs> <laughs> 50. Yes, yes, your cells will duplicate 50 times and then they should die. They sometimes become a cancer and continue unabated. And otherwise they become what's called, you remember what they're called? A zombie cell. Zombie cell, yeah. Yeah. And, and the one just, thing that cancer loves more than anything else is sugar. So don't eat sugar. 
Yes, yes, absolutely minimize your sugar intake. So that's one model of longevity is, you know, you're fully functional through 100, 120, and that'd be great. That would change the world. By the way, one statistic worth noting is if you add one year of productive life to every human on the planet, it's worth $38 trillion to the global economy. Mm-hmm. It's just one year, let alone another 30 or 40 years. But the version of longevity and age reversal you and I desire is, you know, I want to, in your case, well, make it to 150. Well, mine's reasonable. Yours is, uh, right? My, mine's ridiculous, yes. <laughs> uh, make it to 156. And I just crossed over my last birthday. I was 78, so it was halftime. Yes. And I said, the first 78 years are R&D, and now I get serious. <laughs> nice. You know, it's interesting. What I point out to you always is, listen, okay, we are making such extraordinary progress in AI and quantum computing and biotech and so forth that in the next 10 years, we're going to make the equivalent of the last 100 years of progress. Mm-hmm. So imagine what's going to be happen not in the next 78 years, but in the next 30 years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the question is, to use Ray Kurzweil's words, can we live long enough to live forever? Meaning, can we live long enough to intercept the technologies that will buy you the next bridge to the next technologies? Um, yeah. Well, there's forward scouts. You know, I mean, they self-experiment and everything. I mean, every area of human endeavor, there's scouts who go out and say, can I get to the top of Everest? You know, can we... Yeah. Can we get to the South Pole? Can we get to the moon? Can we get to Mars? I don't I'm excited to share with you, we, there's a new technology we're bringing into fountain life, which is this new brain scan. Explain fountain life. I mean, because a lot of my clients, having read your collaborative book with Bob Ferrari with Tony, and Robbins, with Tony yeah. Robbins, they immediately phoned up fountain life and they went in and they said, that's great. Yeah, so the concept behind Fountain Life is a set of facilities, uh, centers around the country and around around the world, world, yeah, around the world, where you go in and you do a digital upload. We do a full body MRI, a brain vasculature, a AI-enabled coronary CT, a DEXA scan, your genomics. We collect 150 gigabytes of data about you and do that digital upload once a year, and then quarterly there's blood tests. And our goal is to find disease at inception, at the very beginning, when you can best zap it. All right? You want to find cancer at stage zero. Uh, you want to find aneurysm at the very beginning before it starts growing. That's half of found life. The other half of found life is the therapeutic side about what are the latest breakthroughs that can extend life. This is exosomes, stem cells, various synolytic medicines, And there's a new technology, a new set of brain scans that have become recently available from a physician. I'm I'm looking to bring him on the platinum trip so you can meet him. It's amazing, amazing what he's able to see in terms of blood flow and functionality. And, And then he's got a technology that uses ultrasound. This is diagnostic level ultrasound. So it's FDA approved, the level of energy, but he can focus ultrasound in specific parts of the brain, the hippocampus or the hypothalamus. And if he gives you exosomes IV in the bloodstream that don't only cross the blood-brain barrier, when you tickle that part of the brain with this ultrasound level, it opens up the blood-brain barrier and the exosomes can enter that part of the brain and they revitalize it. And it's amazing stuff. And so I'm hoping to have him 
join us on day four of the trip and talk about that. And we're going to flow that into fountain life as part of the brain journey. You know, you're not going to get to the point where you're no longer interested in having our podcast. Uh, oh, God, no. Oh, okay. You know, life is who you go through life with. Yeah. And I care deeply about you're my coach, dude. You're my friend, my partner. You helped me start A360. But you'd like me to stay at the top. I want you to stay healthy and thriving. Yeah. And th this is the driver for this. Yeah. I need someone else who's crazy enough to have these conversations with me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So funny because on our trip, we flew by the wonderful, by the way, the opening for the airlines are doing a wonderful job of the marketing Verjet. Uh, promoting Vision Jet. Verjet, yeah. Your yeah. buddy Richard. Yeah. And I said, you know, before COVID, they always had the marketing strategy of we're not happy until you're not happy, but they've really doubled down <laughs> coming out of <laughs> COVID. And the problem is, they bought off all their high salaries during COVID, their pilots, their air crews, yeah. and everybody's doing their work reading out of the training manual now. Oh, my God. It's like half the flights that go on are delayed or canceled. It's insane, right? So, by the way, if you don't know, go to Verijet, V-E-R-I-J-E-T.com. We're going to experience that again. Yeah. Babs hates small planes, but she loved Verijet. Yeah. Verijet uses a fleet of these vision jets by Cirrus, and these are... If you know a Model X from Tesla, it's like a Model X. It's the most advanced airplane. It has a parachute. It has an auto land button that the pilot, you know, has troubles. You can push the button and it will auto land the airplane. And it's one of the quietest. Roomy and smooth. Roomy, quiet, and super smooth. Yeah. So yeah. Verijet.com is an alternate. They operate in southeast right now, moving into northeast and in southwest for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but back to the brain thing. Yeah. Well, the implications of this are automatically exponential. Yes. Yeah, they are. Keeping our brains as highly functional as long as possible, improving our memory is the game. Yeah. I remember I was on stage at the Vatican years ago <laughs> with a group of... Oh, Steve Krein, our friend Steve Katz. was there as well, yeah. And I asked the question of the audience, how many of you want to live to 120? I expected everybody's hands to shoot up and, and like a third did. And it's because we all imagine 120, you're drooling in a wheelchair. Yeah, and you, you identified the wall there too because the discussion they wanted to have was the immorality of immortality. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I said, this is not a discussion point. You are completely off track with, I mean, you didn't say that because. Yeah, I was being respectful. Even though you're not Catholic, they might've excommunicated you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. No, no, but here's the thing. And this, a lot of people say, well, this is gonna happen. I said, there's doctors who don't believe in this. I've said, there's many, many doctors. When you bring it up, they get angry, you know? And the reason is we really don't have a healthcare system. We have a disease management system. Yeah, for sure. It's like health insurance pays you after you're sick, right? It doesn't prevent the sickness. So it's interesting. I just mentioned to those who are out there listening, we reinvented health insurance. It's called Fountain Health. So I mentioned Fountain Life. It's not cheap, Fountain Life going through these centers and uploading yourself every year. But we created a, a health insurance company for those companies that are 50 people or more. And for the price of the same probably health insurance payments you're making right now, 
uh, you get all of the digital diagnostics and uploading for free. So the job of found health insurance is to prevent the members from coming down disease or with disease rather than paying out after they're sick. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of that. Uh, I can't wait for well, that. Yeah, I mean, and there again, this is a societal change yeah. that you're bringing. This is an economic system change. This is so inspired by our trip with you, Les, we came back and created a new program, Lifetime Extender Program. Yes. And we're up to about 155. But at the last one, we had a little bit of show and tell where people had come across things. And Richard Rossi introduced a watch that you wear. It's like a whoop or something, but it's 24 hours of blood pressure. It gives you a Uh, real-time readout, and then it's on your cell phone. And it's not available in the United States or Canada, but we have a British team or the company. Do you have it? No, I've got my continuous glucose monitor on. Yeah, glucose. Yeah, so I'm 93 at this moment. You know, the goal is keep your glucose levels down. Yeah. Yeah. But all blood pressures are snapshots in a particular moment at a particular situation. And we know if there's a doctor around, there's a tendency for your blood pressure to be higher because they'll have an opinion and we'll be judged. We don't want to be judged, you know, and we'll have an opinion. But this is 24 hour and you can see the different parts of the day and what your blood pressure is. And I'm really good because I've really tightened my grip. You know, if you really improve your grip, there is a little machine called Zona and I've been doing heavy squat lifting and I've dropped my top and bottom by 10 to 12 points in the last two years by doing it. And it's a little machine. I don't have it here, but Zona and Mark Yon, I don't know if you know Mark Yon, he's in the program. He's in the lifetime extender, but he owns the company. But there's all these little things. But Mark was saying that the FDA, the American Medical Association, I mean, I'm not knocking them, but they don't want individuals to become too knowledgeable about their health. Hmm. No, you're talking about, this isn't just about dying, this is just about being healthier. You know, I said when the doctors reverse their technology, their language, that when everything comes back good, they say, this is really positive, you'll know that we've made a breakthrough. <laughs> yes, instead of uh, your results are negative. Yes, <laughs> yeah, are yeah. negative. It's like the CT is negative. What? What's wrong? Is it negative for who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we don't get to charge you more. <laughs> yeah, but I think you're so far at the cutting edge with the fountain yeah. life. And the other thing is, I think you have a lot of people who are really finding out what's new. But I got to believe that you're sort of the messenger. We got to be looking into this. We got to be. Uh, you told me years ago when I asked you what should I focus on on stage when I'm coaching and teaching at Abundance Three Sixty, you said you know do the things that you love that you're excited about, right? Those are the topics, and so the same thing is true here. It's like I'm creating the company that I want for myself and my family and my friends. It's like something that is extraordinary in that regard. You know, you and I talk about mindsets a lot and this idea of a longevity mindset, because most people have a mortality mindset, right? That I've got 10 years left, 20 years left, I'm going to die. My dad or my mom died at this age and so forth. And longevity mindset, how do you define a longevity mindset? The thing is, have passion and purpose that make you want to live as long as possible. Mm. So I start with that. 
So I'm not trying to set a world's record for living long. I'm trying to be better 10 years from now, 20 years, 30 years from now than I am right now. Okay. You know, I've had clients who had not been in coach for 20 years. We've been going for 33 years, but I had people who've come back now. And a couple of them walked in and they said, you look younger than you did 20 years ago. And I said, well, I've actually got some tests that prove that that's true. So I just never want to stop doing the work that I love doing with the people I love doing the work with. I just don't want to stop doing that. I get it. I get it. And it's, I think you hit it on the nose. There's a correlation between having a, a powerful, massive transformative purpose and longevity. Like if you don't have a reason to live, why would you want to live longer? No, right. I don't want to be sick. I don't want to be weak. I don't want to be dependent. You know, I don't want to lose my thinking facilities. But it's not about that. It's really about I just want to continue getting better at what I'm doing right now for as long as I possibly can. Yeah. And I think part of the longevity mindset is along the lines of an exponential mindset, too, where if you project the science and tech we have today, you reach one conclusion. But if you realize that we're in this exponential expansion and growth and capability and knowledge and so forth, then you reach a very different conclusion of what's possible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tom Brady, who is the greatest football quarterback in history, I mean, hands down, and he had his best year last year at 45, his best passing year, touchdowns, yardage, and everything. And he quit. He quit. And then two months later, because the moment you quit, there's no more clapping. There's no more applause. There's no more teamwork. There's no more mission. There's nothing. It's gone. You know, I take a lot of lessons from people like that. And he's back. He's back. You know, his coach, his coach quit, too, when he quit. And then he came back with a new coach. And the new coach said, I can't believe it. He said, I've seen people at 25 who can't do what he's doing. And he's taking care of the big thing. He took care of his head, you know, and Rudy Tanzi, your buddy, Rudy Tanzi was the neurologist for the New England Patriots. And he said, it's amazing. You just don't see Tom Brady ever taking a head hit. Yeah. Rudy is professor of neurology at Harvard. He was on our platinum trip last year and on our stage at A360. And he is someone who gave me the greatest hope of our ability to defeat yeah. dementia and Alzheimer's. Yeah. You know, the challenge is we humans tend to see disaster at the end of a decade or 20-year or 50-year horizon, and we accelerate it to today. And we forget that between today and the time that we're likely to hit those problems, we have incredible progress that we're going to make, and new insights, and new capabilities, and new tools, and new amount of capital, and new people. And we slay them before we get there. Yeah. Yeah. Peter? Buddy, I look forward to our next conversation. Maybe we'll continue this conversation on Metatrends. Maybe you're in the workshop tomorrow so we can talk about what we talked about. Awesome. A pleasure. See you in our next episode. And I'll see you in San Francisco. You got it, pal. Thanks. Bye. Bye.